It's Tuesday, January 29th, 2013. It is the Chris Gaskin Show, and continuing the series of one-on-one interviews, I am here, uh, well, technically I'm recording this part on my own, but this episode I am interviewing a uh, newer comedian on the scene down in uh, Vancouver. Uh, We really didn't talk much about comedy, but, you know, we talked some uh, some video games, we talked some comic books, we talked a bunch of uh, smack. I hope you enjoy the episode. This is with Chris Allen. Uh, here it comes, right at you, right now. Let's, let's record this baby, though. Let's get, we've already done like a good podcast and a half since yeah, you got here. Maybe. I don't know. I'll get it started. Uh, hopefully these batteries Hold up. do well Shitty enough. Chinese batteries? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, I needed like some more... Uh, rechargeable ones, and when I looked in the stocking, it was straight up. Yeah, cheap like, like I said, and they they're light. They're like half the weight of like uh, an NIMH, like a nickel. I don't know, cadmium. Something. No, yeah. is it cadmium? I think it's cadmium. See, now I want to look it up. <laughs> um, but like the it, it was like half the weight of like the Duracell batteries. So I'm like, I hope these last an hour in this thing. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, we'll get, we'll get through it. This is the oh, motherfucker. Of course, I did that. I didn't uh, get you a coaster. Here's your coaster. Well, I don't. I don't need a coaster because it's a bottle. It's more uh, about the cap that you're worried about. Yeah, that's all right. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna right, put I'll, it far I'll, away so I don't. I'll let you I said I'm not going to. Um, this podcast with me is Chris Allen. So Hello, everybody. This will be airing probably sometime end of January, but it was just. Like, it's New Year's Eve now. It was just Christmas. Uh, anyone who's been listening to the series of interviews that I've done recently knows that this podcast is uh, basically because I'm on the road and I, I just, I don't own a laptop. So it's just bang out a couple to get them on the air while I'm gone. Uh, like I said, with me is Chris Allen. Chris, how's it going? Good, man. Good, everybody. Yeah, so we're actually, we're recording on New Year's Eve. This is, yeah. uh, this is the, I mean, most people are doing crazy parties on New Year's Eve, but uh, me and Chris Gaskin are sitting around my coffee, my dinner table. Yeah. Uh, just date. About, just had a nice just, date meal. Yeah, it was actually kind of pervy, yeah. wasn't it? I picked you up outside the SkyTrain, brought you to my house, made you dinner. I'm like, you want some wine? It wasn't. I'm going to put it, roofies in it. It was even it. like the way that you picked me up, too. Like, you drove up and you weren't like... You weren't like, you didn't wait for me to sit down. You were just like, get in, how much? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how much? I just need an hour and a half of your time maybe to record. And you were like, that sounds awesome. And I was like, not what you think. Yeah, we're not taping. This is like audio, not yeah. video, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, there's a, there was definitely uh, a creepy <laughs> feel to it now that I think of it. No, not really. No, it's um, I don't know what you want to talk about on this podcast. We well, talk about whatever. Free form uh, bullshitting yeah. and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I was I thought we were we were we were talking a little bit about podcasts in general yeah. a little bit earlier and how like, I was just saying how like that, that That's how you got That's into how I comedy. got into comedy, yeah. How, like just listening to comedy podcasts yeah. made me think, shit, there's people out there in my community that are doing this that's, and yeah. I could do it too. And uh, I actually remember like early on, like I've, I've been doing comedy for a couple of years now mm-hmm. and and you've been Probably like four or five years now. Um, think, maybe, yeah, or? about four and a half. Yeah, I, I'm in between yeah, four and you were, five. You were like definitely around when I first started. Yeah, and then immediately I just saw one of your acts, and I was like, "Oh man, this guy's already got he's got his got his thing down." Well, thank you. Uh, I 
fucking hate taking. I'm so shitty at taking compliments. Yeah, you're like, don't say nice things to me. <laughs> that that's how like, like I, I recorded one. Yeah. I recorded a podcast with Will and Damien. Yeah. Of idiots think, like not theirs. Yeah. We recorded one for mine. I did that too. Yeah. And well, I did two pod, two of theirs. Except yeah. one, Will wasn't there. Right. Because Will got there he's like super sketchy. late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's he's like. Uh, Remember when we did that show out in White Rock? Yep. Trying to get James to meet up with us mm-hmm. it was a fucking disaster. Exactly. Usually, I, I try to refrain from saying names on this podcast. Okay, yeah. But James Masters can never be on. You tell that guy what on time is, you got to tell him what on time is half an hour before actual on time is. Well, everybody's got those friends to like get that him to that be on time. Super shitty, non punctual. And you yeah. just, but you have to like adapt to them and just start lying to their face and be like, meet me here at one thirty. No, exactly. And you want yeah. them to be there at two. Yeah. And you just get used to it. And then this, it's, and it's not, even if, if it fucks up and they show up at one thirty, they're like, dude, I was here for half an hour. You're like, well, that makes up for all the other yeah, 60 yeah, yeah. times you fucked me over. Yeah. So like we, you can't lose. <laughs> you remember we barely got to that show on time. Yeah. That's not like White Rock from where we were in Vancouver. Yeah. That's a good half an hour, 40 minute drive. Yeah. Like, not, and we needed to be there in like yeah. half an hour. Yeah, and that was a paid gig. I mean, that was like yeah. one of the, like that was for me. That was one of the first times I ever got paid and got money to do comedy. And I was like, well, I don't want to fuck this up. Yeah, on some stupid Australian guys. Yeah, we Lack almost of functionality. Left that was that would have been hilarious if we just like do. We were the whole show though. That was all four of us comics in the car. Like, it couldn't, yeah, literally, it would be pretty hard to start for John Collin to start it without us. Well, no, that's true. But but what I mean is, we totally just could have. Fucked off without him. Oh, and yeah. the three of us could have covered the additional mm-hmm. seven minutes each. Yeah. And then... To... Mind you, I don't... And that was... For me, at that point, that was really stretching to do 15. <laughs> I was really throwing yeah. everything in the kitchen sink at that point to get to a 15-minute set. I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. That's all right, man. I mean, it, it's... Yeah. Like, a lot of people really don't understand how comedy works. True. And... Like, even my understanding of it is still minimal, but I understand enough to, like, when a lot of people are like, so, how long have you been doing this for? I'm like, oh, like, you know, four and a half, five years. Like, oh, so you can, like, go up there, do, like, a couple hours. I'm like, no, I can stretch to an hour, but it won't, like, I can do 50, and it'll be good. I can stretch for the additional 10, and it'll be okay. Like, you aren't going to walk away and be like... yeah. And that's why you're always trying to just Man. add like another five minutes of yeah. gold to what you got. And and you always know what you have in terms of your, you know, what you can do in terms of good stuff. And then what you could do if you were under pressure and just had to fill the time. Yeah. And as, and you want to eventually, yeah, I mean, get to that, that longer to where you could do a two-hour show or something, right? But I've, I never want to do a two-hour show. That sounds pretty it's... long. I don't think people's attention is not that. No. You don't need it's, it. It's not that. I just think for comedy, like it's so much better as like... Maybe a fifty-five minute set, hour-long set. Yeah, the cut. You can at the most get two people to open for you, and and then even you're the headliner. You could get one person to do twenty, and you do fifty, and that's a good show. Mm. Like a lot of people always think, oh, you need. But the thing is, is when you're in a when you're an audience member of a com a good comedy show, it is a workout for the audience member. Because they're constantly laughing. So, I, I mean... Just to spare their abs, event, basically, is what you're saying. Eventually, they get <laughs> exhausted. Yeah. 
you're not in laughing like, shape and you, you're not ready to laugh for an hour and a half straight, I mean, yeah, I, it, I've it seen, can hurt you. <laughs> I've seen people like like do like a two-hour show and by the end of the two hours, they're like, thank God we're getting out of here. I mean, they're always, even if the show's good, they're always like, that was great. But they're like, God, like, like my stomach hurts, my cheeks hurt. And it's like, if you can do that with someone for, like, you can do that to someone in five minutes. Yeah. If you're doing that for an hour straight. There's medical like conditions that could be. You are ruining their day. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like they're like, they're like, oh, that was so good. But I I'll be sore all I, week. Oh. Yeah. Dude, my stomach. And like, like it's, it's like, like it's like I'm PMSing right now, but I'm not. Like I'm not good for cramps, two weeks. But, but I, I, have, just, I don't even have a vagina. Like, dude, my cheeks hurt. I don't like when my cheeks hurt because I don't like my cheeks. Like that's the goal of all comedians, though, right? Is to have this, these complaints coming at you. Yeah, yeah. Fucking guy, hurt my cheeks. Fucking guy made me feel I, like I had a period. <laughs> some, some of the, uh, like, like I said, I'm so bad at taking compliments. It's not that I don't like them it's not like i i just don't see myself in that light i yeah. just see myself doing well, that's what a, i do that's probably the most amazing thing in comedy for me that i've found coming into it is that the, the impression that most people have of comedians because mm-hmm. you're on stage in front of a crowd full of strangers talking about all kinds of topics people are like oh my god you must be so confident and so like ballsy and and all that because you're so brave because you're out there on stage and then oh, you get yeah. talking to comedians and the most fucking neurotic pile of people that are just, they've got so many hang-ups and they're like, oh, that fucking sucked. And it's like, no, actually, we're good. And and people... Are... I, you know, I tend to say that a lot, though, but I also have, like, a very high standard for my sets. So if I'm not killing, like, I, I just suck. Even if it's okay and people are like, oh, that was, that was good. I'm yeah. like, no, that fucking sucked. So I need to 90% be... of your shows suck. Yeah, <laughs> that must, yeah. That's see. I have a total crazy glass half full of it, and I'm like, oh, that was great. Oh, that was great. I'm always good. No, no, almost because never. I I want to be. Like Simon King said, he he gave me a couple pieces of advice, and a lot of them rang true as to exact because what he wants out of comedy and what I want out of comedy are essentially the same things. Are either of us really going to get it? Maybe, maybe not. I, I mean, what's your comedy goal? My com my well, my big goal is, and I I have to work my ass off to get it. And a big part of it well, is big, man. You're is eventually getting into the states. Mm-hmm. But uh, my comedy goal is to be known for my comedy. Is for people to go, oh, have you seen Chris Gaskins' latest special? You got to see it like that. Yeah. All right. You want, to, you want to be famous enough within comedy to a level where the people that like stand-up comedy yes, know you? exactly. Yeah. I, I don't have to be like Russell Peters famous. No. Where people who don't like comedy are like, dude, yeah. Russell Peters. And that's not to take a dig at him. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like that's... Like more like a... That's way more famous thing I want. I want to be like, like Brian Regan famous. Right. Type deal. Where it's like he really hasn't done anything other than comedy. Yeah. He's done a couple TV spots here and there, but just comedy. And he's gotten famous basically just off of his comedy. That I would love. Um, but it's just famous as far as comedy nerds. 
Yeah, you're not expecting to be a household name. Yeah. Well, that's good, because that's or realistic, because almost nobody gets to that point. Right? Or at least household for comedy. But that's, that's like, I mean, that's, so that's like yeah. him, that's like Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'd like to be at that level. Yeah. Um, Where you're coming into, fast people are bringing I mean, you into festivals to play festivals yeah. because you're a name in the yeah. comedy scene. Realistically, my only goal is to make a living at comedy. Anything yeah. from there is gravy, but mm-hmm. that's, that's where I want to be it, it, when all is said and done. Yeah, if you can pay your bills on it and survive and put yeah. food on your table, and that's okay. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I would struggle with because I, I, mean, I have a good career and a good job, and I came into comedy late yeah. in life. And, and uh, I mean, I, I, and part of me envies guys that are professional comics that I see around Vancouver, and there's only really five the, or yeah. ten people that could really do it, say that they don't have to have another job and their comedy is paying their way. And there's more than that. There's maybe more than that. But, but, it's not. but their definition of of being, like the amount of money that they are living on, I couldn't live on that. Yeah. I have higher expectations for my quality of living, I guess. Yeah. And and so that's the paradox of like, yes, you're a professional comedian, you're way funnier than me, way more successful than I could ever dream to be. Yeah. But I make way more money than you and I couldn't, yeah, I, yeah, couldn't yeah. I couldn't take that drop in pay cut to be that guy. Yeah. See, I don't, I mean, that's the thing is overall, like, when you're getting paid as a comic, you get paid so much for the work that you're doing. By the hour, um, yeah. <laughs> by, at, at least performing-wise. Yeah. I mean, all that work to get up to that it, is really, the, <laughs> is really the, the amount of work that you're actually putting into it. But it's like, if you're getting paid performance-wise, like, I did a show, uh, and, and I, I got paid something something like uh See, I'm just saying how much I got paid for the show. I, got, I okay, I got paid six hundred dollars for the show. Yeah, I did forty uh, plus an encore, mm-hmm. and I met up with my brother like a couple of days after. My brother works up on like the oil fields in like, yeah. Fort McMurray. Always bragging about his fucking crazy and, money. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's making like six figures. Yeah, and I I pulled out. Uh, like, like, he was like, oh, so you got paid for that show you did? I was like, yeah. He's like, how much do you get paid? And I was like, yeah, 600 And he goes... For he goes, hours work. He goes, oh, I get, I get paid that in, like, two days. He's like, I make that... Yeah, he's like, I make that in two days. I was like, I made that in 40 minutes. So... Yeah. And his buddy just started laughing. He's like, well, he's got us beat. I'm like, not overall. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm working like just, that eight hours a day. Like, but <laughs> the, the amount that I get paid for what I do... Yeah. Like, if... If I'm, you know, middling at a comedy club, you know, at that point per hour, I, I'm making maybe 300 bucks. I'm not working for a full hour. No. But if you were to say, how much do you get paid per hour? 300 bucks, you know, or yeah. it depends on the comedy club, what they're You make doctor's asking. wages, but you just don't get yeah. to work anywhere yeah. near a 40 hour week. <laughs> That's the yeah. problem. Um, I, I don't care about money or fame. Like, uh, I don't know what your parents are like. But my dad's like one of those get rich quick type guys. He's always looking for schemes. And yeah, mm. so we've we've like always butt heads when it comes to my career choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, now he just doesn't say anything because I'm starting to actually get some traction with my career. Well, I mean, the, but, like it's New Year's, and and so it's a, it's often a time for reflection on 2012. 2012. Was a good year for Chris Gaskin, I think. And I don't think it was. I had as that good. conversation with you good. once outside Yuck Yucks, and you were all like, "I'm not where yeah. I should be." You're so like glass half empty. I was like, "Fuck!" Half the comics in town would kill to have what you have at Yuck Yucks. It's 
Well, it, it's what I it's meant. It's a good. It's a good stepping. Like it's good. It's not like you're done, but it's like you know, it's a good. I mean, you, you good have to progressing, what I, right? What I meant by that, though, because uh, I I know for a fact that prob because I I would really shy away from saying I'm not where I should be, um, but if it came across that way, it, it's like I really. Your take on it was that you'd rather have an extra twenty minutes of good material than have a contract with. With Yuck Yucks, for example, right? Yes. Uh, I I mean, the, the problem with me is I started out here in Vancouver. And people still see me as when I started out four years ago and I sucked. Mm -hmm. And it's like trying to... You get to, branded with that. Oh, yeah, Gasket, there, he's just got the... There um, are people that, like, watched me and support me. And those people, like... I, I even respect the people that don't, that are like, fucking, what do you mean gasking me sucks? Mm -hmm. Because they make me work a lot harder than I probably need to work. Right. They make, they like drive me to be like, dude, fuck you. Fuck the naysayers. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. And just walk off stage and be like, yeah, what was that? Go fuck yourself. Um, you know, I, I, tr I shy away from being, because I, I don't like being fucking arrogant. I think it's ridiculous. No, it's, it's no such need, a ridiculous concept. Comedy needs to have an ego. To, to be like, it's not that bad for egos, but there are some. Comedy is bad for egos. You think so? I, I, I don't know. It, yeah, you're right. I what try even even like if I get fucked over on a money, like uh, I'll ask first. I'll be like, what happened? Like why why did I not make what you should have paid me? And I I've had times where that's happened, and people have been like, oh, this is all about your ego. It's clearly not. Because mm -hmm. if it was about my ego when you said I only pay these people this, I would have pointed out all my credits. I'm not an asshole. I just... And then, it, like, if you lost money, that's what you should have led with in this conversation. I lost money on the show so I could have only afforded to pay you that. Okay, good. That's understandable. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, not trying to give people loopholes because I'm not an idiot either. I, so if, if I see you want to fuck Chris house, out yeah. of money, just tell yeah. me you can make very much of the door. If, if I see that's, a packed house, promoters, that's like, the way to rock it. <laughs> I lost a hundred bucks, so I can only yeah. pay you half. I'll be like, no, fuck that shit. Yeah. This place was packed. I, I kind of did my first baby steps into promoting in 2012 too. And yeah, Brendan and I were running a night at the Anza Club, and I did a few nights at my friend's restaurant, Pop Up Pizza. Yeah, and I got to see what that's like, where you're like. Yes, this is the only way at this stage of the it. game where I could actually make some money on the night and get paid to do comedy. Um, anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got this. There was a yeah, okay, I, So the, 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 when you're doing your own show, it's the only way at this stage you can get paid. Yes. But then you get that realization of when you've got six people in the audience, you've collected 30 bucks, and you've promised to pay somebody $100 to yeah. headline, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. I'm going to lose all this money on this. Why especially, am I doing this? Especially if you aren't getting like a budget from the place. Like that's always a pain in the ass. Especially like there have been places. There was uh, a room that was run by Ross Dowk and Andy Kalstrom and Andrew McLaughlin. Where, uh, where was that? It was called, uh, I can't remember, Licorice? Or downtown? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was called spot. Licorice. Yeah. yeah. And the owner put on, like, Craigslist. I want a comedy show at my place. Come down and mm -hmm. interview for it. That's how they, that's how they got that gig? And, and I went down... I even interviewed for it. Mm -hmm. The guy was like, well, what does it take 
to run a comedy show. And I was just like, okay, well, if you want, like, a good comedy show, I need this much yeah. to we, pay a headliner. headliner. Yeah. And I, I go, I, I prefer 250 That way I could pay a headliner and I could pay oh, this uh, like an a, MC. Like a week weekday night or a weekday yeah. night? Uh, weekday. Yeah, hard but to even get still, to pay if, that much on a weekday. If, if you're there. getting enough people in that, if you're you making more yeah. than enough money, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially like a like a bar downtown. Yeah. And I even I even said like the way that this room is laid out, I go that's you're probably not gonna. I, I'm like if you get enough people, you'll easily make that back. I go, but I mean this is a smaller bar. I'm like realistically, one fifty would be the would be good because mm. then it's a hundred to uh to the headliner 20 to whatever and the rest for promotions so yeah. i can make up good quality posters and that yeah and he was like well what guarantee do you have that people are going to come and i go there is no guarantee like that's your job yeah as the club owner yeah i'm like you you should be hiring us to run the comedy show, not to get people in your not club. To do do you promotions, not, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you gotta understand how this works. And then he said, "Well, my buddy owns this club," and he pointed out another club that some other guy was running at that time. Yeah, and he's like, and he does it for free, and I'm like, yeah, but half the people won't play that show because he doesn't pay them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, because he's promised people money, and Oops. then they don't get the money. It's the problem. And you're like, well, fuck that guy. It's the whole problem in, in art right now in yeah. general is that there's too many people willing to do the art for free, which devalues the value of what you're giving out there. I mean, I, yes and no. I mean, yeah, because I, if if you aren't passionate, if if you're, you're not going to get the top notch anything, stuff, but you can, and you won't but, fill the place, but you'll still get enough people in there buying drinks. That's true. That but care. if I I feel if you're passionate about anything, yeah. you should be willing to do it for free. Yeah, but you like should a, you should get what you earn. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah, you should get a cut of what you're bringing in. I, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, uh, the one show that I did, like, like I've had a couple of shows where I got stiffed on, but the one show that I got stiffed on, and the person started saying it was like an ego thing, where like I, I didn't say anything back. I just let them go off on their own little tangent. Like, all right, you. You know, and they were talking about how I was making them to look out or to to look like they were a con artist, which I laughed at. Yeah, it's like to who? Super dramatic. Like it's but... just you and I that are talking about this right now. Not really. Um, like I said, I, if they're losing money, I understand. If I'm taking a hit, I won't be happy about it, but I, I'm not going to be an asshole and be like, you know, you should lose money. You promised. Yeah. Yeah. yeah at all. Um, but, but it's like, I am willing to do comedy sets around town for free, mostly to help out my art. Well, you got to do the practice stuff all the time anyway, but exactly. And and then build it. But like I said, but then like you, you hear all like the older timer guys always complaining about how like, uh, about how, you know, it ain't like it used to be and how like, you, you know, you used to yeah. rarely have to, people have to do it so much free stuff. And, and I think it's just that way in all art and, and music is that way for sure. Where you used to like, people just want to get exposure now so bad that they'll do free, free shows. They'll do free DJ sets and so most, most bands, hard to get paid. Most bands, paid even if they're shitty are still getting paid gigs. Yeah. More so like, than like quite regularly. 
Yeah, more so. I, I love comedy. Like, com- I mean, comedy. D- DJs is, is a better example, maybe. And I was like, I, I did a, my whole nineties were spent on ecstasy and yeah, and dancing around and electronic music, and and back then DJs were like rock stars. And these guys could make like <laughs> but, four or five hundred bucks a night for playing records for an hour. But let's be honest, how many DJs fucking suck? You know what I mean? Well, now DJs a lot more DJs suck, but now club owners are like, they don't care. People don't come for the names anymore. They'll just fucking give a a guy, like, I just want to play your club. It'll be so cool if I could play your club on a Friday night. I'll do it for free. And all these established DJs are like, they can't get any gigs anymore. If they can, it's like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Yeah. It's not a career anymore. And most guys just show up with their laptop and a memory stick and that's it. They don't fucking bring a whole bag of vinyl and do the actual art of mixing. That's all gone and lost with like electronic oh, yeah. beat matching. I'll push this, this, okay, this goes to there and they're done. Yeah, just Play which, your which CD, songs basically. match beats. <laughs> all right, now I can switch between these ones. Yeah. Um, Maybe, and comedy seems like, for talking to people, that's where it's kind of going too. Is there's so many younger people coming up in it that are willing to do it for free that it's so it's harder it's harder now to get paid gigs than it was five, ten years ago, I think, from talking to people. I, I think it's more like that nowadays. Uh, I mean, we're also going through, we're still in a recession. I mean, realistically, uh, the way the economy, ha- our, our economy is bumping up uh, as far as like Canada goes. Yeah. But realistically, we are in a depression as far as like the job market, as far as uh, where the economy is at. Just the difference is, is nowadays we have the internet and video games and other stuff to distract us from like, well, maybe you should just sweep the street and earn, you know, four bucks an hour I'm doing that. I'm do that, man. I got these new vids. Yeah, we're just sitting back like, ah, you know, I can play Grand Theft Auto. I'd sweep the streets and grab stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool. As long as I can punch out a hooker every now and yeah, again. Yeah, like, don't don't make me do it in real life. <laughs> yeah, so so I mean, it's it's a lot tougher to come by, and, and a lot of because of where the economy is, a lot of club owners are getting really stingy. Yeah, uh, as far yeah, as like their bottom lines are tough, tough now too. So you got the fucking no hockey games going on, so the bar owners are already even having a harder time. Yeah, getting people so, out. Like so, when I interviewed for Licorice, and he said, "Well, that guy did it." Like, obviously, I, I don't think he paid uh, Ross and them. If he did, it was maybe like 50 or 75 bucks. Yeah. So they can give it to a headline. Because they didn't charge money at the door. Yeah, that's they, a tough they thing. Barked, you, you they gotta... barked outside to get people in for free. Right. Free comedy show. Come in. Yeah. It's Ross. It was like a bunch of chicks. That, that always in. pisses me off when you can't even get people in for free. It's like, hey... This is the kind of entertainment you should be paying at least 15, 20 bucks for. Yeah. We're going to give you for free. You're going to laugh. Come. Yeah. And still like, mm, I don't know. Well, a lot of people are so afraid, uh, especially like when comp. If you watch people walk into like an, an audience, yeah. like walk into like the, the room of like a comedy club. They're nervous them. themselves. How many people actually have the balls to sit in the front row? Fucking hardly And ever. it's very rare that, I mean, no... We aren't Don Rickles. Uh, you may you may talk to someone or like like I said, yeah. I I may ask some yeah. chick if she thinks I could rape her. But either than that, <laughs> but you know you're not going to be offensive. <laughs> you're just going to ask you, you just ask them rape questions. That's but like, but I'm not. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like I'm not like yeah. What are you a Jew? And then I just go off. Yeah. But that's the perception. Look at you though. over that's, here, Blackie. That, and it's such if you've a, never been to a comedy show, you're like, fuck, if I sit up yeah. front, then they're just going to pick on me and they're like, oh, nice fucking jeans. Yeah. Oh, where'd you get that haircut? Oh. Yeah, it, it's such a such a shitty perception 
that people don't understand. Like there, there's an art into writing a good joke mm-hmm. and and coming up with with like uh, a way to arc your act. Like some comics don't need to do that, and I fucking envy the shit out of those guys. <laughs> that that like like Sean Emery is one of those guys. That he could tell his jokes out of order all the fucking time. They're all set up punchline. There's no yeah. There, he really doesn't have bits. He no. might have a couple jokes that make a bit here and there, but it's all it's almost all one liners. Yeah. And like I I envy that skill. Well, that's the hardest type of comedy. I, I uh, yeah. A I lot of people disagree sense. though. Yeah. But as far as not. like what I do, I would like my act to be like one whole, whole like cohesive. Just unit. Yeah. Just to the point that people go, wow. I, I mean, the difference, like, the way that I view myself and other people that um, that are that have come up, like, around the same time as I am, is I, I am more than willing to, like, nod my head down and be like, I think those guys are a lot funnier than I am. Um, but I don't think a lot of them have as much to say as I do. Especially like where I'm willing to go and what I'm willing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like I see what other people are talking about, and I'm like, they're they're very fucking funny, like to the point that I'm like, that's really good. But I'm willing to dwell deep into myself and see what I can find, yeah. and and pull the audience with me, and, and walk off and like like. Well, your like, stuff's like, you got a lot of self-deprecation going on and you're not like, you I know, do. Of I don't there. think it's really like, I'm, I'm but it's not, not just, yeah, it's not, I mean, yeah. Well, you've certainly gotten away from it too. I was going to yeah. say when I first saw you doing stuff a couple of years ago, your stuff was yes. all about, look at how young I look, look at how, you know, and that's still a core part of your set and it should be. But it has to be. Yeah. But yeah. It has to be. added to, to get to 40 when, minutes. When, you've when added, I'm you've 26, added jokes other people can tell. When I'm 26 and I'm still getting an ID and I'm standing there like, I'm, I'm getting a slurpy, you asshole. What the fuck? you need id for yeah it's still i, I it's, kind of have to talk about how young you, i look yeah it would be dumb not to if you start if you ignored the, if you came on stage and yeah. ignored the fact that you look like you're 16 then yeah. it would it would be it would make people awkward they'd be like this guy is a kid what's mm-hmm. going on how did he get in here what the fuck <laughs> well, not but, only but that, you but you haven't like you haven't used that as a crutch lately like i've noticed yeah. more the new stuff you're writing it's not about your youthfulness. Well, it's more about, it's more uh, about like, sociology. Yeah, like the the, fu- the friend fuck ladder thing. Like, yeah, that it's, one is it's just, that one, I like that one a lot. Psychology in relationships and and hypocrisy in mm-hmm. relation. It's a lot of relationships. That's stuff. It's, it's, that's more universal stuff that everybody can relate to. Yes. Most people can't relate to being looking way younger than their actual age. No, but they can see. But they can it. see and it and they can laugh. Where the, it. Yeah, because they can and they can see that I'm short and it's yeah. it's like those are easy things. I don't really consider it self-deprecating as much as more how the world sees me. Yeah. Because it's not really how I see me. Yeah. I just see me as me, right? I know who I am. I know what I am. But a lot of people can look at me and and be like, it's this 13-year-old. It's like 1030. Why is he on Granville? What the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then well, they find like, out you live with your grandparents. And well, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't help shit out either. Yeah, it yeah. adds to the whole magic of uh, Chris Gaskin. <laughs> I only bring that up in sets every so often. Yeah, no, it's not something uh, like So my grandma the other day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Porridge again? Oh, God. 
They don't eat porridge. No, potatoes. Apparently, oh, a lot of potato- I tried yeah. to. I tried to. I'm making. I'm doing my creepy uh, thing where I pick up Chris yeah. at, the, at the gas station, bring him over, uh, try to make him dinner. I'm cutting up potatoes. Hey, it was a nice dinner. I give you. I give you credit yeah, for that. Candles are lit. You- I'm cracking a bottle of wine. I'm cutting up you potatoes. Crack the bottle. Hey, there was no candles, motherfucker. No, I, I would have yeah, appreciated some candles. I'm exaggerating. The wine's There's a dimmer switch over Pepsi. there. I can fucking drop the lights down a little lower. No, because then I'll have to fuck you. And yeah. really... And I tried to get you drunk, too. I was like, <laughs> hey, man, I got all this alcohol. I got Pepsi. Oh, you I I'll, put, I'll put booze in your Pepsi for you. You're like, no. I, 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 do have, I do have a bottle of wine that I got as payment for doing uh, like a fundraiser gig yeah. a while ago that's still sitting in my... Uh, you have no alcoholism in you. I might crack that. No. No. How but did you I, grow up in Prince George and not... Let's get off comedy for a bit because we did... We, I think we did that to death a little bit. We're, this isn't the Chris Allen show, motherfucker. We're going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. All right, all right, all right. So let's get off comedy. And let's... <laughs> like growing up in Prince George. Um, or you, okay, you've been to Prince George. I've been, I go to Prince... I, my, my job takes me to Prince okay. George once every six weeks. I've, been, I've probably spent cumulative total at least eight months of my life in that city. Okay. So I know... Well, so you ask, how do I grow up there how, you, and not be an alcoholic? Yeah, and everybody I know from Prince... As a Coke or drug? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I learned this great trick uh, when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And this is what it is. Car tricks lead to money from drunk people. Oh, shit. Yeah. And when I learned that, I was I don't need to drink because I'd walk away from the party. It's my second job. With like 80 bucks. Just from like how we set set up one of these like card trick moves you'd pull. Just just doing like like a card trick, like even something as simple like like a like a bet I can't find your card kind of thing. Type of deal. Yeah, yeah. But what I'll do is I'll like dish out the cards, like flip them, and I'll get to a point where I'll be like, okay, the next card that I flip will be your card. Yeah. Right. I I guarantee it. Ten bucks. And and the guy will be like, oh, you guarantee it? I'll be like, I bet you ten bucks. Yeah. The next card I flip will be your card. And I always get them to show other people as well. Yeah. Instead of just them, I show everyone else too. And they're like, all right, fine, 10 bucks. They shake my hand, and all of a sudden I just reach down to where that card is, flip it over. Bam, and everyone goes, oh! Come on, pay up the 10 bucks. What do you mean you reach down, though? And like, would, the next card would be his card from the card trick? Or yeah. you'd actually just. Well, it wouldn't be the next. No, 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 no. It wouldn't be the next one on the deck. Yeah. It would be on the floor. Oh, but so you, it looks but you like point the next one it. I'm grabbing yeah. to flip is yeah. from the deck. Yeah. Oh, you do a sleight of hand thing? No. Oh, okay. No, I al- I, I've got it worked out where I already know which card, card it is. is. Yeah. Because you've set him up so he can only pick one card kind of thing. Because you got to put a, take the card out, put it back in the deck, and you know where it was in the deck kind of thing? No, I just, I, I, I work out a way where I can shuffle it mm-hmm. and, and still know, like, like do false shuffles. Right. So I know where so you know the exactly card is. where it is in the deck. And, and it's usually, I know what card it's below. Right. So, so as I soon do, as you get the one ahead of it, you're like, it's next. Yeah. Yeah. So I, as soon as I flip the one ahead of it, I flip that one. That's not even a good card said, trick. And you would no, make fucking it's tons, not, of, but I, I tons make, of cash off of drunk I mean, high school yeah, kids. 10 to 20 bucks off of it easy. Yeah. And but what, but But you weren't ever tempted to be like, can I pull this off drunk? Oh, no, I've done that too. Right. Um, just at like house party, but I didn't start drinking until I was like 19. Right. Well, you um, had heart problems and stuff too, right? That has nothing to do with it though. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, I've had two open heart surgeries and I'm also trying to rewrite a lot of that material. Yeah. Cause I am planning on recording my first CD 
at the end of this year. That's your two thousand. Yeah, it's um, New Year's. So what? Did, what are your two thousand thirteen goals? To record a, a full CD. Record a CD in front uh, of a live audience. Yeah, probably yeah. it's going to be forty five to fifty five minutes in length, what which think? I think is good for a CD. What you just want to do um, audio? You don't want to do video. I do want to do video. Yeah. But if I do video, I want it to be an hour for sure. Mm-hmm. I I still might tape it. Yeah. But I think I might just stick with audio. Yeah. Uh, I've got like a nice little black box theater in Prince George picked out, but I might do the casino. Treasure Cove. Yeah, because yep. at the Treasure Cove, they'll help me with like promotions. Yeah. And that, but the thing with Treasure, I mean, it's it's really risk versus reward with Treasure Cove. Yeah. Is I can risk losing money on it. Mm-hmm. But recently, like the comedy shows that they've been doing have been yeah. going doing well. really well. Well, you know, if you need someone to open for you. I already have someone to open for I'm, me. I, I'm uh, financially able to kick in, and yeah. I, and I have a built-in Prince George crowd. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> if you're up in that time, you, well, I could arrange to be up in that time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd be fine to be like, dude, I got a buddy in town. He's going to do a set. Um, but I, I I already told one of the guys uh, here in town. Yeah, because up, he was talking about wanting to get like some road work done. Yeah, and and I just asked him. I was like, "How much time do you think you have?" Like honestly, mm. not like, "Oh, I think don't, I got don't this." Don't stretch much. it. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. was like, he was like twenty. Yeah, he's like, I can stretch from there, and yeah. I was like, you gotta like, you need thirty, really. Yeah, even if you can stretch to thirty, you still need thirty. To do a good opening? Because, yes. Well, if it's only a two person show, but yeah. if it's a three or four person show, you're good. But most most shows, it's. Just the two mm. people, most road or road work stuff. Yeah, stuff through Yuck Yucks, through I guess Laugh Shop up in Calgary does a bunch of road work as well. Yeah. It's all two, two person shows. Yeah, MC so, and two comics. No, no, MC and headliner. That's it. Eh? Yeah, huh. and I like I don't that, like that format myself. That can get really shitty, especially yeah. if no one will is willing to introduce you. Yeah, like. Um, I think I think MC and three, I've, I've MC done, and three comics is the best dude, comedy I've, formula going. I think. I think. I think the three comic or the three comic show is the best. We've yeah. got an MC and an MC who's not too full of uh, himself, who's willing to just let those guys be the guys, tell some of his own jokes off the top, get the crowd warmed up, and then let it happen. Well, okay, now we're, now we're bouncing back. We're back to comedy. To comedy though. Back to we'll, we'll, we'll circle around in a minute here. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is like the Canadian way of doing it is very close to the British way. Mm-hmm. Not completely. Like a British show is usually like a bunch of people doing 20 minute sets. You have like four or five acts doing 20 minutes each. No. So you end up getting like an hour and a half, almost two hour show. I think it's five comics. They do an intermission in between the third and fourth comic. And usually the third comic is like the build comic. Like mm-hmm. the guy, right? Because that's the sweet spot in the show. Yeah. All right. But when they do, I think when they do road shows in the UK, it's almost like we do it with an MC, a feature act, and a headline act. Yeah. All right. And the MC's there to warm up the crowd. He's usually ahead of where the feature act is, but below where the headliner is. Mm-hmm. Or he's usually at the headliner level. Helping our buddy. But he's he's <laughs> he's brought in to make sure the show starts well. Yeah. In the, the states, opening is important. In the states, it's not like that. In the states, it's opener, feature, headliner, mm-hmm. and the opener is usually the newest comic. They're doing maybe ten minutes off the top mm-hmm. and introducing the other comics. But they aren't. I, I mean, the feature is still the sweet spot in the show. 
Because yeah. the headliner, you get halfway through your set, and all of a sudden they're doing the check drop. So you have to compete with everyone paying their bills. Yeah, yeah. Which is very tough to do. I mean... That's, that, to me, like, that. just from having worked in the yeah. nightclub industry for a part of my life and just understanding how important alcohol sales are and stuff, the amount of clubs that... I, I get it when you're doing two shows in a night, mm-hmm. and the first show, you got to hustle those people out of there and get out of there. But when you're doing one show in a night, and you got a crowd of drunk people that are continuing to drink, and you got this hard cap shut off, like, okay, as soon as that headliner's off the stage, I want all these people out of my bar, I don't want them drinking in here anymore. Yeah. I don't understand that mentality. It makes no sense to me, and I see it time and time again. And it's like you're throwing away alcohol revenue that sports bars yeah. right now would fucking give their left nut for. Yeah. I don't get it. Um, I think it's it's probably got to do with uh, the liquor licensing that they have. Could be. In Canada, be, that would be a factor for sure because we have such crazy liquor laws. I don't think they're crazy. I really don't. I, I mean, the whole Some idea them behind goofy. them. I mean, I don't know. There are, but the whole idea behind them is to stop, you know, like drinking and driving you're never gonna stop it well drinking and driving laws are fine that's fine i don't have a problem but, with that but i mean some i mean everyone else was like when i was some of, some when of i was your age you couldn't drink <laughs> in, like all every pub in vancouver had to stop yeah. selling alcohol on sundays at 11 o'clock yeah which was like come on and and actually well that's a, that's also like the christian mentality it was like his where, old where like prohibition days yeah. where like we were living on the edge up here in bc anyway not we even were... prohibition that's that's <laughs> old christian mentality that's why yeah. every shop still closes early on sunday it's, it's like true. an old christian mentality you used to be able to like it's not it's, even it's, that long like ago you weren't even allowed to off. shop on sunday like what the yeah. fuck like, and you're like you're like you realize you're following a religion that was started around 600 a.d right like, and a lot of people are like, mm, I'm like yeah, no, you are. What? Where are you grabbing 680 for? That, you that's go, about what? the time that Christianity started. I would, it didn't, well, I mean, Jesus had his disciples. I mean, I don't want to get in a religious debate, but didn't, I mean, I always assume like zero BC, kind of death of Jesus is right around Christian. No. It started. No. I, 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 I mean. No, I mean, realistically, if you look back at any historian from that time. It only started getting any organized. Any known historian yeah. from yeah. that time. None of them mentioned Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's like there's like there was a six, Jesus Christ revival six hundred years like after six of them that were living in that area. Mm-hmm. None of them mentioned anything about Jesus Christ. A few of them mentioned the word Christos, mm-hmm. but all that means is the anointed one. Mm-hmm. So they could be talking about the king of the land. They could be talking about some public servant, right? Who but there was some people behind them. There was people following that religion in the first few centuries of the millennium, but mm, not really. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, I, I mean, there there were. I definitely don't want to get into religion on this podcast. I'll get into. I'm a staunch atheist, and I, I just—I mean, I'm interested in it. From a, so am I. No, no, so am I. Historical I'm not, point I'm not of view, religious, but, but yeah. historically, yeah. I mean, there there's no, there is no real evidence that Jesus existed, which I find fascinating that a lot of people go you know the shroud of turin the shroud of turin yeah but they can (laughs) like it looks like the dude that people saw the velvet fucking paintings of in the 60s that's why they they can point out like like a ton of things uh apparently like they found canisters from and they're like these are the canisters from when they killed like all those kids when jesus was born i'm like how do you know that for sure there's no way to know for sure like you can't know that you can't yeah they're like, well, they were all found in, like, this area. I'm like, that doesn't mean fuck all. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it was described in this way, 
I'm like, maybe somebody never made them. Never get 100%. In the best case, you're going to get look a good old, guess at it. Yeah. And then if you carbon date them, you're like, this is 50 years old. There's no way. Yeah. Um, That's the best when they carbon date things. Or like when I, or like the people that, like creationists. Like, oh, you, yeah, yeah. You heard about like the, the, creationist, the creationist Museum in Kentucky? Yes. I want to go there so bad. Yes. I think that would be the best. Apparently, they have like a dinosaur exhibit. Dude, apparently, it talks like, about when dinosaurs and men yeah. lived together and how the dinosaurs couldn't get on Noah's Ark and all this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. And it's science. I, you know, I actually like creationists more than I like uh, standard like Christians. Standard Christians. Yeah. Because at least they put their imagination to it deeper. Eh? Well, well, like, at least at least they're acknowledging dinosaurs and not being like, well, no, it was just a trick that God played. Which is the most ridiculous shit ever. Where you're like, we can. Cut- some people say that, that dinosaur bones are, are God, like, snuck these weird little shapes yeah, into the rocks. To, like, to, oh, I'm going to fuck with these people later. Yeah, I'm going to test God and his faith. crazy sense of humor. Like, Let's put a tsunami here. <laughs> like, I've had friends that, like, fuck me over, and I'm like, oh, he's just testing my faith in him as a friend. I'm like, no, fuck you. You're an <laughs> asshole. You're, you're gone to me. Yeah. Right? You think someone would be like, um, I found, like, a huge bone. In my yard. It's an, almost an intact that skeleton, is, you could say, of a giant beast. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, no, no. Someone just put that there to fuck with you. And you know what's awesome about dinosaurs? And I've been getting really into dinosaurs in the last few years. And <laughs> I have. I really love dinosaurs. I loved them as a kid and I forgot okay. about them. And then I, the last few years, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Dinosaurs are awesome. Go back to you forgot about them. <laughs> I forgot they existed. You know? Well, I just didn't. I think I saw Jurassic Park was on TBS. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, you knew about him as a kid, but yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's not wasn't important to me when I was in my twenties at all. But for whatever reason, I got back into him, and uh, and I watched this really great IMAX movie on, on dinosaurs the other day, and it was and it was talking about how the fact that the first dinosaur bones that were found and actually were like, well, fuck, these are dinosaurs. Yeah, that was only two hundred years ago. Yeah, I was like. That they're like a new phenomenon, like the scale of time, and now, like the amount that they find now. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like it's insane. Well, you also, I mean, you also think about how we are, um, for lack of a better word, evolving as a society. Mm-hmm. I mean, people weren't fucking digging back then. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it was more of a weird kind of thing to do. Yeah, and and if you and the idea was still like it was like yeah, a like theory. If, oh, if you, you saw theorized there was giant beasts swarming. Yeah, if, if you saw someone digging. Yeah. You know, 300 years ago, you'd be like, stay away from Eddie, man. He just killed someone. Yeah. He's, He's probably buried in a body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, I found a rib. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you found a rib <laughs> of who did you kill? Yeah. Whose rib? That's a big and motherfucking they're, they're guy like, you, you know, took down. Look at this. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And now they know dinosaurs had feathers and like all kinds of new shit they're starting that's to all, find. That's new, all. Those new, are all theories. No, new fossils. Oh, they they're find finding, new they're fossils, finding like fossils okay. with feathers intact and shit. So now they're finding that. Link between dinosaurs yeah. and birds and is like, a lot closer than they thought. Yeah. Which they always they've always thought like like yeah, they, birds are still the that's closest like the winged, to like dinosaurs. the pterodactyl like yeah. and things like that, right? So I, I just think it's but what I also like respect dinosaurs because dinosaurs ruled the earth. I'm going to get this wrong, but I think it's around 175 million years the dinosaurs lived from the yeah. fucking Cretaceous Jurassic fucking whatever yeah. periods. So that there's another on period the, in there. Oh, there is uh, that on the scale of human civilization, which really humans in their current form, you could argue, stretch it out to maybe forty thousand years, Homo sapien, 
Where you try I to mean, get a Cro-Magnum Neanderthal. But, you, but even really, like the real society that we yes. have now, maybe two, three thousand years. If that. If that. I mean, you could stretch I, I it out mean, like eight, maybe to Babylonian I mean, times. I mean, realistic. It's nothing. It's so tiny yeah. compared to dinosaurs. And, We're nothing. And realistically, too, it, at some point in there, like like in between where Christianity started like becoming really popular was right around the Dark Ages period. Mm-hmm. That we really don't know much before the dark, like what they were capable of before the Dark Ages. Well, during the Dark Ages, they didn't do much of it. That's what it's the Dark Ages too. I mean, people were like like weren't really too focused on science and that. Well, I, I mean, first off, during the Dark Ages, you had the Black Plague, which or uh, was it Black? Bubonic? I think the, 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 the Black Plague was a little later, wasn't it? Was it part well, of you, the Dark okay, Ages? Okay, what if I? They were probably both. You had a Around plague age, that yeah. wiped out. Like two thirds yeah, of the world of Western Europe, yeah, which was pretty much the known world at that time, as well, far as like history goes. Lots because, of shit was going on in Asia, yeah, even but, South America. There was stuff going on, yeah. But I, I mean, realistically, you're talking about not, white. You're talking about white any, people history. This is true. But not, <laughs> not any of the other stuff is really aside from like the Asian. Asians like were, nothing, nothing. They were ahead of the curve. That nothing point. in like North America is really like Asians. written down or anything. Yeah, well, they were, yeah. But but you think of what was, what was the most populated place at that time was Europe. Mm-hmm. All right, and two thirds of it got wiped out. Yeah. By this plague. Mm. All right, and not only that, you had uh, a bunch of Christian people were burning anything that wasn't Christian mm-hmm. in there, so they're actually getting rid of texts before then. Like they've theorized, there wasn't a lot of written words back then. Anyway, there wasn't a lot of great documents. In the that's not true. You don't know that, and that's my point. Hmm. Like they, they've theorized that back then they were doing like brain surgeries. You'll never know, right? And that's that's the point. Mm-hmm. All right, and it's like realistically, we have no idea how the fuck the pyramids were built. People can say, "Oh, well, I mean, come up with lots of different theories and ways to do exactly." It, right? Well, you know, it took this many people to Those do are this. Some big rocks, and you're man. like, "Okay, so yeah. so they built this tomb for a guy who lived 30 years that they buried him in 10 years after he died, but probably 20 years after because I'm sure he started getting it built when he was 16 and ruling the land." This isn't making sense to There's me a logically. Lot of, a lot of weird things in that. I went. I went to. I've done a lot of world traveling, and I went. To, yeah. Uh, I did, did a four day hike to Machu Picchu in okay. Peru. It's an amazing experience, and uh, you get there to this very remote place in the top of the Andes, and there's this giant city yep. built there, and there's a you, and you can see the quarry and the size of the rocks they were cutting out of these of the quarry, yeah, and how they moved them, and you're like it, nobody really knows how they pulled it off, and this wasn't even this was like twelve hundred AD kind of this wasn't yeah. that ancient, but it still doesn't it defies logic how we need yeah. us today to try to move fucking multi ton pieces of rock would need serious mechanical equipment. And that's I, again, that's what I mean. Mm. Even like even something as simple as eight hundred years ago that they're like they Okay, we, we can see a couple you, of the tools that they may have used, but we really yeah. don't know how they move these fucking stones. And here's the segue for yeah. you. The thing is, what's destroyed modern society is our ease of entertainment. Because now, instead of like figuring out how the fuck we're going to move rocks, we're like, what were the best five video games of 2012? <laughs> First of all, I don't give a fuck about how ancient people moved rocks, all right? I yeah. really don't. 
How am I going to use that? You're going to care about how do I finish this game? Exactly. This game is sick right now and it's on my mind. Exactly. <laughs> I want to finish The Walking Dead. That's what you, you told. I downloaded I've this game it. and I'm a huge Walking Dead yeah. fan. You're not a huge Walking Dead fan. You downloaded the game purely because you heard it was a good game. Um, I'm also a fan of the Telltale games. Right. So, like, they, I think they redid, or they, did they redo the, I'm, um... I'm out of the loop on, on PC gaming. This is the first PC game I've downloaded in... Monkey four, Island? I think they years. redid Monkey Island. Monkey Island? Wasn't that like a Lucas Games? Lucas yeah. Arts game? Yeah. Wow. I think it's they I think they redid one like the they did like the remakes of that. Yeah. That was how they um, got their name. I think Telltale did the were they I think they might have been working with Lucas earlier. Right. I think they did Grim Fandango. I may Grim be wrong. Fandango. Look at you name dropping. <laughs> These are like classic adventures. It's true, games. man. I but like I said, they most recently are known for uh, the Back to the Future games. Oh, how the, are those? I never saw those. That third. Mm, okay. Some stuff shouldn't be adapted. It's not worth it. Um, the way that they did it was interesting, mm-hmm. but they weren't great. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, well, it was good, mm-hmm. but that's about it. Um, they did the Sam and Max games. Yeah. And really, that, that just becomes... Uh, through the first season, it's I want to hear all the jokes that they wrote. It's just a very fucking funny game. Hmm. Um, but like the second season, you're just like, all right, I just want to figure out how to get this shit done. Yeah. Um, but from what I've heard, and it's it's like I love getting engrossed in stories. I love movies. Yeah. Um, that's what that's what you read the Walking Dead downloads. Yes. But you have um, no interest in the the TV series or the graphic novel comic book. I really don't give a shit about like. But why are you negative towards it? Why do you think I don't like zombie stuff? Yeah, and that's what that's what that's what it's it's no, not that's interesting. A lot of people, that's what a lot of people's instant reaction to that yeah. Walking Dead stuff. And I've I've been a casual zombie fan. I, I'm not like a huge zombie guy. Yeah. But uh, I finally was just looking for a series to watch, and I, people had built up Walking Dead so much. I'm like fuck, whatever, I'll download it, yeah. check it out. And I got hooked. Episode one. I was like, "All right, I'm in. This is good because it's a good. It's on Netflix. It's a good. It's a good interpersonal and, drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not about the zombies. Yeah. It's about people just fucking in a tough situation, figuring out how to survive. I understand that, that but it's is, like I've seen those shows before, and mm. some of them like it's good. But have you, know you seen what? Jericho? No. See, no. Jericho's like that. Jericho yeah. is is uh, these guys are in a fictional city. Jericho, like uh, just just on the outside of. Denver or something? Is it post-apocalyptic or anything like that? Sort of. Yeah. It's basically they see an atomic bomb go off Mm -hmm. in Denver. Right. Oh, they're close enough to They're they're across the border, but they're close enough to Denver that they see this atomic bomb go off. It didn't last, though, did it? That show lasted two seasons. Um, Two. That's better than one. Two seasons, and it had, uh, I think they did a made-for-TV movie mm-hmm. that was, like, the last part of the, technically the last part of the last season that you can see. Mm-hmm. Or, they, or they're in talks for, no, they're in talks for doing a movie. But they also did two seasons worth as, like, graphic novels. Right. But they did that after they did the TV series. Yes. But I see, I got drawn into the, because I'm a huge comic book nerd, and I've got... Over 7,000 comic books upstairs yeah. that I told you about that I wanted to show you. We'll go up and take a look after. Take a look. I, after I do podcast, actually want to take a look at yeah. yeah. You yeah. want to see Daredevil number one? I have Daredevil number one. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Um, but uh, but I started reading the Walking Dead yeah. comic book because I loved the series so much, and then I found that I, that that was like a great comic that I was pissed off at myself for missing when it mm-hmm. came out because it actually took that storyline and got more into it and could go in places that the TV series couldn't. And now that you know, I'm stalled on where it's at in the TV series, but I'm way past that into a whole other world. Yeah. And the graphic novel, and that comes out every, or the comic book, and that comes out every month. So at yeah. least I can keep reading that. So, well, I, I uh, like you said, the, the game I'm playing is good. I want to finish it up, just from what I, and, yeah. and it's, yeah. So I downloaded just, it anyway from that. Why do you keep looking it. at your watch? Because I, it's New Year's Eve, and you got lots of time, dude. I know. Are you heading out? Well, I'm going to be partying tonight. Okay, so uh, we can wrap up. In we'll that. wrap up in well, like, ten bit. minutes, kind of. Yeah. You do an hour hour usually. I, I do, well, it's not going to matter, because I'm not going to be uploading these episodes to SoundCloud, no. so they can be an hour and a half. Right, right. Uh, I mean, the one that I'm splitting up with Brian Major, was, uh, that'll be the two previous to this episode, mm-hmm. those are both going to be, like, I did two hours, and I'm going to cut them down. Cut yeah, them yeah, in yeah. a yeah. long hour. I want to give you at least a good solid um, hour. I, I mean, as, as long as I'm reaching 50, like I do yeah. 50 minutes when I'm by myself, which is ridiculous. Yeah, for um, a long time to talk by yourself. It yeah. is. But it we're is. just sort of scratching the surface of the video game. Yeah. But why um, don't we get back to Out of the Walking Dead? Because I, I, well, you know, hold you know, on. I, I, I want to finish what I was talking about, though. All right, we aren't. You let me finish mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. As okay, you said so earlier, this is not the Chris get, Allen show. This is the Chris Gaskin show. Yes. I get, I get engrossed in stories, okay? That's why I love movies, that's why I love video games. Uh, at the end of Halo, F- I nearly cried at the end of Halo Four. I didn't. <laughs> oh, I'm waiting but, for that video. video game makes me cry, but it hasn't happened yet. I've heard it happens with The Walking Dead. Video game? Yes. Oh, I hope so. And and here's the thing: is like like there's movies. Um, I don't know if you've seen Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. Whoa, no, never he, heard of he, it. He plays a uh, like a. A widower. He plays a widower from like nine eleven. It's not a Happy Madison movie. No, it's his drama. One of those no, rare it's, it's Adam Sandler dramas. But like the end of it, like it makes me cry every time I watch it. I've, I've probably see seen it? it like four or five times. What? Wow. And it's just because I, I get caught into like the characters mm-hmm. and like the tragedy that's happened. Um, Rachel getting married with. Uh, Anne Hathaway, which she yeah. would have, she should have fucking won an Oscar for that. She she was way better than Kate Winslet was in the Reader and uh, whatever that other movie. Speaking of which, did you know that? Did you see that Anne Hathaway uh, snatch slip shot yeah. that came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have been better, but you know. Yeah. What what, what are you doing when you're like a high high end a a level celebrity going out without underwear? I don't get that plan. Well, I mean, when you're wearing like a skin tight dress, yeah, wear a g string. Like, it's fine. It's still you can still see that well, when they're wearing like a skin tight dress. So it's but now they're gonna uh, you're gonna see your okay. Snatch. The, the worst part is it's like first of all, really, why are those guys on their knees when they're taking the photos of you? Oh, you think that the, a snapshot of Anne Hathaway doesn't sell for a lot more than just an oh, average yeah. shot of Anne Hathaway? That fucking that's a million dollars. No, a million. What do you think? What do you think the paparazzi make know. for a photo like that? Sixty grand, hundred prob- grand, probably. Like, first, I'm first, the guy that got the snatch of Anne Hathaway. It's not a great shot. <laughs> it isn't. Anyways, no, it's, it's not like it's I got really, zero jerk off potential. Yeah, 
Yeah, I was like, wait, that's it? Not that the Britney one did either, but... Well, that one, <laughs> but that one's that a little more disgusting. gothic. At least. Was, it was yeah. just like, whoa, what's going on there? Kids, that, that, kids have definitely come out of that vagina. <laughs> yeah, that was more like, oh, Jesus. Dude. My my favorite one was she had that snatch shot. Yeah. And then, like, she had her kid and, like, disappeared for, like, a year. And then she came back on, what was it, like, the MTV? Yeah. who could have... And she was, she was like... Uh, I don't want to say overweight, but yeah. like for for like her image, she yeah. was overweight. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, she was fat. She didn't look bad. Yeah. But you know, for her image, mm-hmm. she was overweight. And then like this is like everyone's like, well, you know, that wasn't that good, but it wasn't awful, but it was still pretty bad. And then all of a sudden, she's like, all right, I gotta get out of here, and she has to climb in the limo. Boom, snatch shot right away. Was like, that the same night? Yeah, no, that was no, the same no. night. Yeah, that was, was the, the same, same night. night? Yes. I thought that was the night where she was like drunk in the town party and she was like on purpose. Like, no, it's happened like twice. Oh, it's happened like twice. Oh, I've only seen the one round of Snatch Shots. Maybe no. I didn't see the second. No, that second one was like right but, during her comeback. Who could have predicted that when she was like a fucking crystal meth addict with Kevin Federline and shit and things looked really fucked up for her? Like who could have predicted that she would have turned her life around and she seems to be like tabloid free and even has a few like hittish songs, I think. I, I and then, the, uh, and then, I mean, then there's some bullshit chick like Kesha comes that, around and goes, I'm going to be like the bad version of Britney and I'll make a career out of that. Because she had like that fuck me song. Yeah. You know, was that, People have it, if you seek Amy, which is just basically she's spelling fuck me. If you seek Amy? Yeah. That's the name of the song. Oh. If you seek Amy. Huh. But if you say it fast, it sounds like you're spelling fuck and saying me at the end. Oh, if there you we go. CK. If you see, if you see K. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. right, 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 right. Gotcha. Um, and that song was like that. I was working, so that must have been two thousand eight, mm-hmm. two thousand eight, or oh, wow. early two thousand nine when that came out. You were working. You had a job I was working at, that point? at Best Buy. Oh my god! And Best what, Buy. What happened to you in working? <laughs> I started getting traction as a comedian. Oh, okay. Um, that's really what happened. Yeah. There, there was a point where, like, last year, I was like, ah, I should get a job. And then, like, towards the end of the year, I was like, I need money to afford this thing. And then I got a gig that I was like, oh, I can afford that then. That's good. Um, yeah. So, it just happened. Um, Chris is off taking a piss right now. So... Through the magic of pause. And we're back. We're back, bitches! Yeah! Uh, a lot less pressure. That's good. Yeah. I, dude, taking a piss feels so nice sometimes. Well, if you especially hold it during the entire length of a podcast, then you're like, okay. You, why didn't you just say something earlier? Well, I thought this was a professional kind no, of great podcast to, where I, you're just, no, you just can't just I leave mean, to go take a piss. You said you've it. listened to an episode of mine. Is this obviously a professional great podcast? No. no just yeah. say, I gotta go take a piss. Yeah. And I'll say, okay, I'll hit pause. But I mean, your dozens <laughs> of fans make it. It's it's up to like eighteen or something Eight, now. That's what, that's what we're talking I don't about. Know. No one is ever going to hear this. <laughs> okay, there's, fine. There's enough people that will. These are like who are I'll people? edit this to make you not look like shit. Don't worry about it. <laughs> By that, what I mean is, I'll take out everything you say. And... <laughs> yeah, it'll just be the Chris, Chris, yeah. Chris Gaskin podcast again. <laughs> he just talks to himself. Um, 
So but, let, okay. quickly, let's go through your top five video games of 2012 because you told me them earlier, and well, there, no, there's I'm, some surprising choices in there. Well, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, that'll be set on a podcast. Oh, you're going to do your video game podcast. Well, no, I, I got to do technically this week's podcast. Yeah, you should do one tomorrow. by yourself and just get into video games because you've played them and I have. That's that's what I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. What it's looking like right now is uh, FTL faster than light. Yep. Hotline Miami, mm-hmm. Mark of the Ninja, Walking uh, Dead. The Walking Dead, which, like I said, I still have to finish. All PC games, uh, right? Yeah, they're all available for PC in Halo 3. Right. Um, FTL, Hotline Miami are both PC exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm play- I've played the Mark of the Ninja and Walking Dead on my Xbox. Oh, you can get the Xbox. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. I don't have a PlayStation Three. Yeah, that's all. So, I have. Yeah. so the games that they gave, uh, that IGN and Gamespot game gave or gave Game of the Year for Journey, I I'm not able to play that. Journey. Yes. That was Game of the Year. For it's both PS3. IGN it's a and PS3 Gamespot. Exclusive? Yes. What is it? I don't uh, even know. PlayStation. It. It's by the same guys who made Flower. Flower. Never heard yeah. of that either. Apparently it's really good. Uh, huh. Like I said, I haven't, Journey. I haven't played it. Um, huh. I was like there, one of the last like there's, there's PC a couple games and then I that that I in. that I probably put in there, but I haven't played them yet. Yeah, like Far Cry Three. Yeah, like um, I want to play that so bad. I got Badlands yeah. Two for Christmas. Far that. Cry Three Syndicate. Um, I I have yet to play XCOM Enemy Unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched my buddy play it. But I'm not I'm not good at strategy games. Like I get I get worked over in FTL so much. Right. But I love that game so much. Like such a great fucking game. Um like I said, I, I just want to play another game where I get engrossed in the story. Mm-hmm. And it's a type of story where I'm like, that was a great story on top of like or not on top of, but rather than like the Far Cry Three type deal, where you're like, "Why am I saving these douchebags?" Like, they're getting what's coming to them, really. The way you find though, when you play a game um, now, if you don't believe in the story, you can't get into it. The story's so important to me now. Not, when I was younger, I didn't care. Like, I, I've much. quit like three games this year where I was like, "Who are these people again? Why do I hate them? Fuck this!" Like, if, if the gameplay's good enough, and even the good, I'll like, play through. Crisis um, Two was like was the one that did it for me. I was playing Crisis Two. Yeah. I'm like, gameplay is good. I got this cool suit. I'm going. I'm shooting guys. Good first person shooter yeah. vibe. I'm like, what? What's the story again? I like Crisis 1. Crisis 2, now it's just sort of the suit is the thing. And now there's a scientist and I got to help I, him. And I'm like, fuck. I will be totally why? honest. I didn't like Half-Life 2. Yeah? I, play, I thought it was a... boring as shit. Wow, boring. Ooh, that's controversial. I, I was... It, it was... The ending was fucking cool. Yeah. Like, where, where you've got that gravity gun, and it switches, so you can actually blast guys with the gravity gun. Yeah. But until then... I just don't know those guys are, like, a decade per game. Like, is there even a Half-Life 3 on the on the ropes? Apparently. Fuck. But, I mean, they did... How hard is it to make they did those? Portal, Use the same... I mean, Portal's te- cool, No, though. technically, Portal's they did Portal cool. 2. Portal, Portal was, like, a different yeah. studio that they bought yeah. to do Portal they made 2. The, they made the new mod. But to, those to were... Classic. Yeah, those were great. But yeah. technically, they weren't really Valve. Well, they weren't I mean, half been, related at all. They've been so focused on, um, on creating like Steam 
mm-hmm. and like building that. That's probably up. where they make their money, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, that it's like they they say there's still going to be episode three of the Half Life Two. Eventually, there's been be episode it. one and episode two, but at this point, it's like. Listen, this is a game that came out in 2004. Most kids today don't even know what it is. It looks like a game that came out in 2004 still. Well, but, but which remember, isn't a bad Half Life came out in what, 99? 99 or 98 yeah, or 99. That's, I mean, yeah. the core of people that care about that game played that game because that game was amazing when it came out. That game was great. I, yeah. I love that game. Yeah, and that's the game but, that, it, so that crowd. Yeah. Most of them now have kids and stuff and are not playing a but, lot of video games. There was so the many, Half-Life 2 crowd, that's not like a whole... There was so much stuff in Half-Life happened. 2 that I was like... Like all of the... Um, where you're like walking on the sand. Yeah, was it slower? I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was like methodically paced. Right. Which I don't need running gun all the time. I don't mind like parts that are slow... But yeah. if they aren't building up a story or getting me emotionally invested, mm-hmm. and I have to trudge through something, like that's why I don't play. Don't just make it hard that's why I don't play anything hard. like World of Warcraft because yeah. I can't sit there for an hour grinding for no reason. I mean, I say that, and I spent all day the other day playing WWE 13 to unlock everything. <laughs> um, but I mean, what's the point of a fighting game when everything's locked? really yeah Yeah. um but it's like it's like i try i really try to enjoy uh i i really try to enjoy half-life 2 yeah i did enjoy it and i i didn't yeah i think you're on there a little bit i i i probably am yeah but it was like there was i just found it boring yeah, I really I have to, did. it's been years. It's been a few years. Also, since I, played. I, I go back. To I think mean, about I it. I think probably one of the biggest problems. Wasn't revolutionary. I mean, it's so hard to make a revolutionary first-person shooter anymore. It's been done. It's all there. Well, I mean, it keeps getting done. Over it keeps and over. getting like slightly better. It's just like ratcheted. I mean, at, at that point, they were kind of like working on perfecting what was going on there. It was mm-hmm. really between that and Halo Two. Were yeah. like the two best games of that year, really. Mm-hmm. Halo Two was great, but the thing about Halo Two is that was you like didn't cry more multiplayer. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't cry in Half Life Two at all. I hope I hope nobody cried in Half Life Two. No. <laughs> it wasn't that sad. But Halo Gordon 4, Freeman. Halo Four had like a a good in, interpersonal relation, like it more explored the relationship between Cortana and the Master Chief. Right. That at the end, I never played it. At the end, it was like a moment where I was like, how. One, how dare you to do that? But two, how dare you? Two, you have like, ah, fuck you. That ah, oh. <laughs> it's not like like I've I've shut off games because of like how graphically violent they were. Oh, really? You get offended? Um, not offended, mm-hmm. but the first time playing Grand Theft Auto Four. Have you played Grand Theft Auto Four? Yep. Okay, you know that mission where you have to go on the dating website. Oh, yeah. Meet yeah, up yeah, with the gay yeah, guy yeah, in yeah, the yeah. diner. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I'm so glad that game has autosave. Mm-hmm. Because what happened is I went to the diner to see him. And then I pulled out my gun. And he got up and started to run. And I shot him in the back of his head. And as he fell, his head bounced off the counter, then off a stool. And right. I turned it off because I almost threw up. Oh, well, that was too much like, for you. Yeah, it, it was like... The graphics just, weren't that sick. And no, but the physics 
Or the, the physics the, of the fact made it more the real. The physics engine, like it, it made the way that he fell. Uh, some of it's cartoonish because you can yeah. actually exploit a lot of it. Yeah. Like the way that they flip around when you hit them can tend to be hilarious. But I wasn't expecting something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, this phys like I was playing around with it. Like this physics engine is cool. Like I can't if, believe you almost if I shoot the guy in the head. He'll, he'll, well, I didn't actually. No, lose, but you but, but I literally felt sick to yeah. my stomach after watching that. So you that. do have a soul, Chris Gaskin. Yeah, of course. You do have a soul. But his head was literally like off the counter and then off the stool. And yeah. I was just like. You had no problem. Oh. You had no problem being the guy that initiated shooting the guy in the back. Right? Yeah. You had a problem with the way that the body fell. Yeah. The physics of that. Yeah. It was gross. If it Pulling it, the gun and shooting listen, the gay guy, I meant nothing if, to you. No, that that was still wrong. That wasn't a but, real. That wasn't like a real I, judgment I mean, call. I mean, one, it's a video game. Yeah. But that's why I wasn't. I was expecting it to be more video game like when I shot the guy. Yeah. Like I, I was expecting. Like it's funny when you play like the old Grand Theft Auto games because when you shoot and kill someone, like they've got this stupid jump back animation. Mm-hmm. But they don't hit anything and, and bounce, bounce off it's it. The bouncing. Like a real person the would. Bouncing gets to you. And that is the fact that the way he fell was like an actual person would. Yeah. And it's... Made you a killer. No. In, in that game. <laughs> in that game. Quit, quit... I'm not saying you're... Fucking with my words. <laughs> um, what was the other... Like, I just... I really don't like people's heads banging off of stuff. You're, it's all about... That, 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 that actually... It's that, about that the physics bother. of a dead body bouncing. So it, That's it's a part problem of that. for you. Um... You know that sound that like a head makes when it bounces off of something? I don't know that sound. Okay. Uh, I fucking hate that sound. God. I've had a couple concussions. So I think... Like something like that? No. It's more like... um, Where's Foley? Let's bring in some Foley. I I bet I can... Okay. Coke bottle. Pepsi bottle on the... You probably won't be able to hear this on this. But this is almost what it's like. Eh, that's not gross. It's a bit more hollow. Because it's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that wasn't, like, no. hollow enough. Yeah. But it's, but, it, but it, that's what it's... It makes you feel sick. Yeah. Because you know um, what it is. You know have you seen Super Bad? Yeah. Okay, you know when the, the drunk guy's rushing at McLovin? Mm-hmm. And he slips and falls? His head bounces off the thing. And they've got, like, that sound effect there. <laughs> you have, like, this whole thing it, with it's, seeing dude, bouncing heads and paying a lot more attention than uh, the average person, too. Dude, like, it's... it's it's just that Jesus. sound like makes oh. me cringe. Nice that hard. sound. Jesus. Like it, like it, yeah, yeah. like it's just like a, a real... click, like, oh. Yeah. Um, so watching that guy's head bounce off of both the that bar and much. the stool. Too much. Was just like. Oh. Well, you know, I, I hate to wrap it up on on this and, and hopefully have me back on the podcast because I, yeah. I really enjoy this conversation and chatting. Yeah. But it is New Year's Eve. And, no, I know. Uh, you want to get out of here. I, do I want have to get go, out of here. Go uh, uh, party up with a few people. Yeah, and, thanks a lot uh, for doing this. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's right. do it again sometime. I'll see you sometime in. Okay, New enjoy year, your I'm tour. Saying. Yeah, I hope the tour is going good. By the time people are listening to this, yeah, me too. You haven't had to fight any hecklers. Me 